モーニングプロジェクトプレゼンツ Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. GVGP episode 51 is about to get underway as Molly and I sit down to discuss the Summer of Gaming 2022 edition. We will do our best to make sense of all the streaming events which have taken place over the past couple of weeks. Over a dozen streams. Yet, we'll be lucky if we get to discuss a dozen titles. There's only so much time in a day. And beyond that, Molly and I will discuss our homeland, which she intends to visit once again in July, Tokyo and Osaka. Welcome to episode 51 and our 8th anniversary of GVGP. How's everything going on this Friday evening? Did you know that Randy Savage is still a spokesman, spokesman for Slim Jim? Oh, come on. Did you know that? I, I di- absolutely did not. Like, so, so I was in the、uh, convenience store just a little bit ago. And as I'm waiting for the coffee to be made,、um, I happened to look at the Slim Jim section because Slim Jim section is an、uh, end cap, as they say in the business. And <laughs> one of them was a, a Slim Jim Savage version with、uh, 1980s era Randy Macho Man Savage on it. Now, okay. Hang on, before, before you say anything. Yeah. Madden NFL, the game series, right? Okay, I get that. I get that. Madden goes away. You still have the game called after him. Dies. You keep the name. Gotta put him on the cover this year. That makes sense. Tom Clancy, e- even though the games have nothing to do with his books and his fiction at this point, <laughs> I-, I can see still having Tom Clancy branding. What was the argument for saying that in the year of our Lord 2022, <laughs> that, you know what we should do? We should keep Randy Savage on as our spokesman for Slim Jim. I, I have no idea. You've caught me off guard. And I have to ask are we talking like the original, like with the glasses on, tassels、yeah. hanging down,、yes. like the old、yes. early 90s era? Even before he died, hadn't been around for years. Is, not, is this, okay, so you said it's at a convenience store. Is this like a mom and pop shop or no, one of which? A, I, um, It's a quick shop. I don't know how, how regional a quick shop is, a KWIK shop, but、um, it's, not, it's not a mom and pop. It is a, a chain. Wow. So, and, and let me say, Slim Jim. It, If it, you're able to next time, do you live close to it? Yeah, I live like, like five minutes away. You got to snap a photo. Oh, I did. I can send for- you a photo、oh. of it. I'll send you a photo right now of it. <laughs> okay.、Um, What I'm picturing is either is there like the red and black combination with, I got to see this, like the it. 1991 <laughs> to 93 okay, it's, it's, era Macho Man. Yeah, it's, 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 not the, it's not the cowboy hat version,、um, as, as you would say, of. Randy Savage. But okay, look, look, while,、mm-hmm. while, while this is going over to,、um, and I love the fact it's, it's Slim Jim Savage style, but then it's mild flavor.、Um, oh, yeah, that is crazy. That is different.、Uh, that is a different shot. But so, look. Wow. When you have Randy Savage in his heyday as a spokesman, I, I get that. He's charismatic. He's, he's larger than life. 
He's energetic. <laughs> he's interesting. You want to have him as a spokesman for something like a meat stick? Okay. Totally get that, right? And you have a campaign that's going on, and he's been around for a while because it's a popular campaign. Maybe he's not doing as much actual campaigning for you, but you still have those commercials running. I get that. And maybe even, like, after he dies as an homage or just retro nostalgia, you want to bring those old commercials back. I get that, too. But, like, at what point do you take a wrestler who has not been an active wrestler for how many years? 20? Oh, well, he, I mean, yeah, about approximately 20. And now you open this can of worms, so this is your fault, listeners, not mine, as they start to tune out. This is actually very perplexing, and I'm going to be a nerd because so, so one would imagine, in theory, Macho Man might be under a Legends contract with WWE. I don't know that. I'm assuming he is. So thought process is by way of WWE, there's the connection with the Macho Man character and the Slim Jim brand. But, and that very well could be the case. As we all remember in the late 80s, early 90s, when he jumped to WCW around 94, Slim Jim came with him because I dare say that was a deal that was either kept or he maintained between him and Slim Jim and brought it to WCW. So this is actually very confusing on a few different levels because Randy Savage is deceased. I don't know exactly who the Slim Jim partnership is with and whomever the partnership is with, who's getting the royalties or benefits of that in his passing since his ex-wife has passed. The lady, And I don't know if his wife... Yeah, I mean, I don't... This is actually very confusing. So like, like you think of like the Venn diagram, right? And by the way, uh, for any of our listeners who want to see this for themselves, it is Slim Jim, that is S-L-I-M-J-I-M dot com forward slash sticks, S-T-I-C-K-S, forward slash <laughs> savage dash sticks. You go there, you see a full, full gigantic piece of Randy Savage artwork. It looks like you can look at some of the uh, retro commercials on here and everything. Uh, but okay, so Venn diagram, right? You have on one circle, you have people who eat slim jims and a second circle people who know randy savage and a third circle people living in 2022 like how big is that section where those three circles overlap (laughs) because i mean look i love randy savage he's one of the best wrestlers of all time but like, who today would make a purchasing choice to go buy themselves a Slim Jim because in some way Randy Savage is involved? Well, you're convincing me because I'm, I'm curious if my local 7-Eleven might have it. <laughs> now, see, now you're going to go get him. Uh, and supposedly... I have to... I ha- uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I have to turn the tables on you. I have to ask, did you buy one? No, no, I, I, I did not. I did not consider buying one. And I'm glad I didn't, Anthony. Right. I'm glad I didn't because maybe I couldn't handle a Savage Slim Jim. <laughs> Do you know why, Anthony? Whoa, because whoa, Savage Slim Jims, they're the main event. They are three <laughs> times bigger 
than a giant Slim Jim. <laughs> and Lord knows how much bigger a giant Slim Jim is than a regular hmm. Slim Jim. Hmm. So it is the beefiest of the bunch. And, and Anthony, Anthony, wait, Anthony, I want you yep. to make no mistake about it, Anthony. <laughs> this meat stick is a carnivore's dream come true. <laughs> so if, so cro- listeners, gentle yeah. listeners, if you think you can handle all that meat, you, you, you take yourself to a local convenience store, and you get a Savage Slim Jim. <laughs> you snap into it. Hmm. Now I'm curious, right? Because it's comparing the Savage Slim Jim to the giant Slim Jim, but not the regular Slim Jim. <laughs> so how much bigger is a Savage Slim Jim than a giant Slim Jim? Well, I'll say this. I, uh, you know, I would definitely buy one just for pure nostalgia and regret it five minutes later. You know, I am a big fan of good jerky or beef jerky. I used to like I used to like beef jerky, and, not and I But I gotta tell you, sl- and this is gonna sound terrible, but Slim Jim is is just terrible. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, is like it's known for its snap, and you know, and the, the you know the sound effect you can hear in your head from the commercial, the satisfying crunch. I hate to be a downer, but there's none of that. You know, Slim Jims are, you know, they're very oily when they come out of the package. There's no satisfying crunch. You can see, like, <laughs> I mean, you can just see the minced meat and white portions within. I know it's uh, it sounds terrible, but I actually do like a good jerky or, you know, peppered or, uh, you know, jalapeno style. But, you know, Slim Jim, sadly, while they're the brand. They're, uh, they leave a lot to be desired. So I, I, I'm actually a liar. I think I have had Slim Jims recently because wow, one of my guilty pleasures when it comes to convenience store slash gas station foods is, <laughs> and, and I, I am the person, if you've ever wondered who buy these, I am the person <laughs> who buys these, okay? <laughs> have you ever seen those packs that are like the meat stick? And then the stick of like orange cheese. Oh, oh no! Yes, yes, yes. I am the person who eats those. Not often, but I am the person who eats those. And I, 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 will, I mean, I, I will yeah. take a bite of this, the meat, and then an mm-hmm. equal bite of the cheese, and go back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth, mm-hmm. until I can end everything in perfect harmony as both meat and cheese go away and are fully consumed at the exact same time. Mm-mm-mm. You know, I can't poke too much fun because uh, I was on a long trip to Southern Oregon this past Sunday, and uh, we did stop in a couple uh, gas station convenience stores on that long excursion, and a couple of the oddball things I had were things such as dill-flavored pretzels and... Uh, you know, I don't like straight up M and M's. You know, milk, the, the milk chocolate mm-hmm. is nasty. But the like the limited edition or the other ones, like the almond M and M's or the peanut butter or pretzel filled, those are uh, those are excellent. Anthony always buys the collector's editions, no matter what he buys, <laughs> even for his snacks. <laughs> no, you know what? Like, I have I have a special love because. Like, to me, I mean, okay, n- normally, right, if I go to a convenience store, right. it's the same thing. Yeah, like a chip, pack of chips or whatever, right? Or right. occasionally, you, you'll, you, it'd be late at night, you'll get that convenience store, 
the nachos where they have like the the Oof. the chili machine and the cheese machine, <laughs> you know. You know how bad that is for you, but you get anyway. But like oh. to me, like I have a special love for convenience store food because it it then makes me think that of of when I'm traveling places and I love car trips. So I love that that process of your driving. And you're like, oh, let's stop, and you go stop, and you get drinks, and you get some wacky snacks you would never buy any other time in your life. Like, I love that kind of thing. Sa- same reason, same reason I love airplane food. Oh, you're, what are because you crazy? Because airplane food means you're going somewhere, and you're doing something in your life. Well, while I thought we were going to end the show with this topic, now I, I have the perfect transition. So we're talking about 7-Eleven snacks, goodies, your love for airplane food. Well, all of your dreams are about to come true in under four weeks. Are you excited to dine on some fine airplane food on your way to Japan to see 7-Eleven? I was going to say, you want to talk about convenience store food. Boy, Japan is is where it is at. Like, they are... They have okay, so I have a legit amazing question. Amazing convenience store food. I only know this from magazines of yesteryear, like Game Fan, EGM, and 20, 25 years ago, there would be stuff, little blurbs printed, such as, and you correct me if I'm wrong, because obviously I've never been there. You could go to your local 7-Eleven in Japan, and you can do things like reserve Final Fantasy VII or a Square Enix title. Um... You could buy video games, things of that nature. My first question is: Does that is that is that true? And does stuff like that still exist at convenience stores? I I, I don't like when I was living there. I do still remember there being the thing about you being able to pre pre order games that absolutely existed back then. I don't know that it exists now at all i mean there there's still this stuff like you can go in and you can pay all of your household bills for example at 7-eleven wow take your bill and they'll have to scan a little barcode and you can pay that kind of stuff um convenience stores are one of the best places to go if you need an atm because typically their atms are 24 hours and when i say that there are a lot of atms in japan that are not 24 hours also, convenience store ATMs, especially 7-Eleven, tend to be friendlier towards uh, foreign cards. So they're a good place to go if you're traveling. Mm. There are things like that, but I don't, I don't know if like you can get games from them. I think maybe some of them, but I don't are, know if that's a big thing anymore. Are these 7-Elevens laid out similarly to what we have stateside, or do they take on a... a, a- a look of their own are they modified are there any similarities well the problem is okay the problem is is where you live right because like where you live i'm i'm not sure i i assume that your convenience stores are more like los angeles convenience stores i don't know so let me ask you because okay in la there was either a convenience store which was a a standalone building typically did not have gas pumps and it was like a 7-Eleven or a place like that that you went in had stacks had a pretty pretty sizable building had snacks had fridges with drinks and stuff like mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. soda fountain and things like that <clears throat> or 
you had gas stations, and gas stations were typically in Los Angeles, really small little buildings, very old school in that regard. You go in, they got some snacks, they got some drinks, but not a big variety. Oftentimes they did not have a soda, like a, a, a fountain machine for sodas and things like that. So in Los Angeles, that was what existed. Here in the Midwest, we really, I mean, okay, you go some places like a Chicago or something like that, they're going to have convenience stores. But here, here in the Midwest, we don't really have convenience stores. We have gas stations and our gas stations are huge. So basically, it's like eight to 12 pumps and then uh-huh. a very big building that has all the convenience store stuff plus maybe some other things. Like we have very few convenience stores that don't have gas pumps as part of them. I'm going to say I'm going to go both ways on this. Maybe not of the magnitude of what you're describing, but I'm going to say we have both. Uh, we do have 7-Eleven. Um, actually, I used to live about a mile and a half from two of them, technically. Not that I ever went to them. Now there's one down the road from me. I literally live right across the street from a Chevron, which has a uh, convenience store as well. That's another example. More as to what you just described I'm kind of a hermit, so I don't get out much. So there's some that I'm probably not thinking of. But on that long trip uh, I was on Sunday, we did hit up two places that were very similar to what you described. But those were kind of in, uh, you know, a uh, real podunk. Yeah, but that, that too, like, you're co- starting to get also into, country like, truck boy stop stuff, too. Like, that, those could be truck yeah. stops. Because to, yeah. to us, truck stops are different than, like, a convenience store or a gas station. And I got to tell you, boy, seeing that side, seeing that other end of the world, I'm not judging, but boy, is that eye opening. That <laughs> really reminds me in my bubble. Yeah. In my little bubble yeah. that I live in, you know, that as there's, there's a whole other world out there and a whole different way of life. But so in Japan, I, convenience stores are what you would consider to be like a 7 Eleven where you're at or in Los Angeles or something like a, standal- a standalone building. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with gas that has, you go in, they'll have a magazine section, they'll maybe have a small book section, they'll have some stationary stuff, they'll have uh, a snack aisle, which will be like chocolates and chips and things like that. Mm-hmm. They'll have an aisle of prepackaged things like breads and, and things like that. They'll have a refrigerated section with drinks and they'll have like an open, like a, a no no doored refrigerated section with uh pre-made like lunch boxes and other kinds of of pre-made meals and then they'll have a few hot items depending on what time of year you might have like the nikuman you might have the oden uh and one of the big things for japanese convenience stores is there is a big chicken war fried chicken war for each <laughs> each each place has their own kind of fried chicken items let me tell you for anybody who's never been to japan if you ever do go uh so the so the big ones are off top of my head there's 7-eleven which is actually now a japanese company there is lawson 
there is that's korean isn't it that i don't know that's a good question i don't know I'm not, okay all right uh, there's family mart there's sunkus um sunks i wonder if it's, it's supposed to be sanks maybe maybe thanks and then there's like i think one or two other kind of smaller chains um the 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 fried chicken you will often hear about most is the fam family mart chicken and let me tell you family mart chicken is completely overrated do not (laughs) do not think about it do not go for it what you want to do is you want to go to lawson because they have the karage kun which are like kind of more like uh chicken bites and they are fantastic Mm -hmm. and they have a variety of flavors like my favorite is karage kun red which is a spicy or they have the cheese or the regular, and those are by far the best. Mm. But you got to send me fo- when you do all this. You got to send me photos when you're on your yeah. uh, trip. But the thing about now, like the thing about real quick thing about like Japanese convenience store food is mm-hmm. it's legitimately now look it's legitimately good. It's it's still convenience store food, so don't don't think it's gonna be anything amazing. But it is way better than what you will ever get in an American convenience store. They have a lot of different things, like a lot of like little bento boxes and things like that that you can heat up, and it's it's really decent. So you can you can legitimately say I'm going down to the convenience store to get lunch or get dinner. Like obviously it's not like a fancy dinner, but it would be to me oftentimes on the same level of quality as me going to like a fast food place to get food. Right. So. Well, now I got to tell you domestically, and I, I like hearing about this because I'm into all this stuff. I watch these type of YouTube videos, but uh, I just hope our listeners haven't fallen asleep. But the uh, domestically, and I promise not to make this political. So anybody listening, before I say what I'm about to say, please <laughs> forgive me. You probably you might know where I'm headed. When it comes to not super high quality and then also not generic, but who I feel is the best all around reasonably priced chicken sandwich. You know who I have to give the winner to? Uh oh. Oh, I know. Uh oh. You gonna forgive me? I I mean uh, the fact Can that I you're say not gonna it? say Popeyes in the first place. But no. I know I, uh-uh. I know I know you're gonna say go ahead and say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, you 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 God loving heathen you. Say it. Say their name. <laughs> Chick Fil A. Yeah. <laughs> now here's the thing. Look, look. I've had Chick Fil A. I times. Get... It's it's decent. It's it's really decent. <laughs> my thing with Chick Fil A was my thing with In and Out. Part of it was I'm not waiting in line for that long for that food. Uh, yes, and I will say this, and I'm not trying to be funny. As much as I like Chick-fil-A, I'm going to be realistic. They've only been around a few years out here, and I've been there maybe two to three times a year. Let's say twice a year. You know, they're losing a lot of business from me. Be- well, should be for the, we know the reason we're not saying, but the other reason they're losing a lot of business from me is because I always forget they're closed on Sunday. Yeah, that too. Yeah. That's the killer. I think, but I honestly think worse than them wanting me dead is the fact that <laughs> is the fact that their waffle fry is gonna suck. Like if if you can't make a good waffle fry, like I, I I'm I'm done with you. <coughs> um, 
You know who I think has the uh, this is such a crazy topic here. This is the generic uh, food podcast. Do you know who I think has the best burger? Now I haven't tried. Uh, there isn't. There's an In and Out. God, it was like an hour south or something. Boy, the line was wacko. And I think they're thinking of putting an In and Out in my area. But that aside, of what I've had, and my, uh, my buddy who I'm always doing the traveling and stuff with, he's he's kind of a burger and steak connoisseur. And I believe he agrees with you. He's he's not big on In and Out. But you know who I think has the best burger? Hmm. Killer Burger. I don't know that one. Killer Burger. See, I That's yeah. You know what? I really will go to bat for Five Guys. I I uh, and f- Five, guys five Guys is top I'd say top 3. Because the thing about Five Guys is cuz look, In-N-Out Burger not bad. Their fries horrible. But Five Guys decent not not a superb burger, decent burger really decent fries you give me like both things together i'm happy you know right right but yes Mm. okay anyway i'm going japan i'm gonna spend (laughs) way too much money on video games probably um so you're going you're doing a day in akihabara tokyo area akihabara and then the remainder of your time in osaka right now prices are stupid uh to fly places and the problem, too, is that now that I live in the Midwest, there's obviously no direct flights from the Midwest, so we have to fly. So we're flying to Los Angeles. We're actually going to stay overnight for one night in Los Angeles. This is, this mm. is, this is the cheaper option, to be clear here. Stay night in Los Angeles. Next day, uh, and by the way, we have to get a, a COVID test 72 hours before we get on the plane to Japan. So wait a minute. So time out. You're you're going there. Okay, so make believe, okay, we're flying and you hit LA. Yeah. You get to LA, you're spending the night. Yep. When you say three days before Japan, does that mean the COVID hit test has to be taken prior to getting to LA or it has, to be, it has to be within three days. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take the COVID test here. Okay. Okay. The, as as well, okay. Here's here's the thing, Anthony. Let me let me tell you a secret here, Anthony. <laughs> because Japan is Japan, and because Japan wants to make a rule and then follow it, even if that rule is dumb. Uh-huh. So you would think, you would think, as a logical human being, that if a country told you they want you to get a COVID test taken before mm-hmm. entering the country, mm-hmm. that what you would do is you'd go get the test done. The, the hospital or, or pharmacy or whoever did the test would send you the results. You would give those results to the country that you're going to, right? That, that seems that to make sense. sense. Okay. <clears throat> Japan has their own form. And previously, they, they, the form was you had to check the boxes on how the test results were. Okay, then the bottom, you had to say what hospital it was done at, what the hospital's address is, things like that. And then Mm. they wanted the hospital's official stamp stamped on that form, which, let's be clear here, a lot of American hospitals don't have an official stamp. I was just going to say, like a seal? Yes. What? So we call and talk to them, 
and and they say, well, look, if if you can't get to see all that's that's fine. Okay, the most important part is the part that shows your test results. But but let me clarify again: the paperwork that Japan wants is a form that you fill out yourself, or supposedly. Your hospital fills out for you. Yes, yeah, so people people are, are fudging asking, that. Yes, and they we ask like, do you need the results from the hospital? And they're like, that's eh, not a big a deal. We need the form filled out. It's backwards. Yes. So basically, they wanted a form that we could fake, and now they've just changed it to where they don't need the information at the bottom of which hospital you got it done at. All they need is the top the check boxes checked. But anybody oh can do God. that. You could completely wow. fake that form. But anyway, wow. just to be safe, three days before we get on the plane to Los Angeles, we're in, within that three days, we get the test right. done. We'll fly right. to LA, stay at night there. Next day, fly to Los Angeles. I mean, like uh, Tokyo. Sorry, from Los Angeles to Tokyo. We'll be in Tokyo for maybe twenty-four hours total. So then, the morning after, I'm going to go to Akihabara just to go for an hour or so. We're gonna get mm-hmm. lunch, jump on the bullet train, the Shinkansen, go down to Osaka. I'm gonna be in Osaka for uh about ten days or so. And then my wife and the twins are gonna stay in Osaka for another three weeks. And I'm gonna come back. Hmm. And then it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck coming back because I get on a plane in Osaka, I fly to Tokyo, I have two and a half hours as Tokyo airport i get on a plane to los angeles fly the 10 hours to los angeles have four hours in los angeles and then get on a plane to go back to omaha jesus christ so it's going to be a long long day i'm tired just think i i had enough trouble this morning going to the dmv to renew my license for the first time in eight years I tell you what, though, you know me. I'm Mr. OCD. I was the first one. I had an appointment six weeks in advance, and I was the first one at the DMV this morning at 7.15 a.m. Mm. But I tell you what, by the time I left, they opened at 8 a.m. officially. By the time I was out of there around 8.15, whew, that place was packed. I, You know, since we're talking about food, other countries and stuff, and we still haven't gotten into 37 streaming shows, we'll probably be lucky to talk about two games before yeah, we're done yeah. tonight. So maybe we'll split this up. Real quick, real, 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 I, real quick before you go there, real quick, yeah. real quick, real quick. For anybody who's curious, okay, so Japan Airlines, JAL, they have uh, created a new lower-cost carrier called Zip Air. If, if you have any interest in going to Japan... Uh, Zip Air is by far the cheapest option. So just to, just to, to give you an example, so for me to fly from Los Angeles to Tokyo and then from Tokyo to Los Angeles round trip, the total price after taxes and everything was $920. And for my wife and our two twins, it was $1,809 um, because kids are a lower price. So for anybody out there real quick who who is thinking about wanting to go to Japan, Absolutely check out Zip Air. There are some texts mm. with, with, with Zip Air. For example, uh, currently, even from LA to, to Tokyo, they only fly to Tokyo or out of Tokyo. Um, they only fly certain days of the week currently. And you have to get an upgrade package if you want to do things like pick your seat or get a meal at all on the flight. Mm. You You can, during flight, pay for a meal, but... 
it's not like a regular flight that you'd get a meal for free or two meals usually. Um, but so for anybody who's looking to go to Japan for a lower cost, it's Zip Air. Absolutely check it out. It's part of JAL. And they are by far the cheapest option for getting there currently. Mm. Anyway, sorry. So. Oh, no, you're good. I was just going to say, speaking of other cities and everything that's going on, I saw this list. I was looking at this list off of Yahoo in terms of the amount of money it takes to be considered, ha- you know, correlating money to happiness as horrible as that sounds. And oh. it had the top, like, fi- you know, 50, the 50 states, 50 main areas in the United States. And long, long story short, I'm looking at this list and it starts at like 50 and goes to number one. And I wasn't sure at first how, like, what the the logic was on the list, like what order we're going in. But I'm like... I'm looking at this list and I'm like, okay, I'm like, where's where's Oregon? I keep scrolling down, I keep scrolling down. I'm like, did I miss it? Oh my god, Molly, this is eye-opening. Of this list, which by the way, whether it's the state in which it takes the least to be happy, which I'm still nowhere even close to that. <laughs> Seriously. Portland was the only place is more expensive for this um what what do you want to call it for this um article or whatever the only places that beat portland were california mm-hmm. new york and i think massachusetts mm-hmm. but that was oh and 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 then hawaii but okay i'm going to put hawaii to the side because we all understand that the cost of getting goods to the island that it's right. kind of it's so i'm not being just but so hawaii is what it is but oh my god there was only two spots with a higher amount than portland i was like what so anyway i had to get that off my chest so anyone I mean, who's it's, listening it's or crazy Molly, too, like, I'm, 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 places, I'm gonna be moving into your basement yeah it's crazy other places too like i mean it's like it's when you look at the difference between like housing costs and average salaries and things like that, like it's gotten crazy. And I mean, we we really enjoyed living. I mean, there were absolute downsides, but we we enjoyed living in Los Angeles. But part of it was we wanted a house, and there was no way in hell we would ever have a house in Los Angeles. Um, right. You know. So, but it's funny too because of stuff like that. A lot of people are leaving the bigger cities and moving back to smaller cities and smaller states, and now prices there are going up too. So it's yeah, I mean it's it's wild. There's gonna be no escape but, uh, soon. Yeah, save, save a spot for me. Yeah. Hey, I've, I've got an arcade <laughs> machine down there, you know, so you can keep yourself busy. Oh hey, we, but we, before we, we, we get into the... down there too, so you know you. Have a <laughs> No, no shower hey, before, or anything, but a, a b- before we get into the nitty gritty here in the games, we're 35 minutes in, and so we want to thank anyone who's still here and hanging in, hoping you're enjoying this casual uh, phone-like conversation. Uh, I want to give a very special shout-out now before I forget later on into the show. Close friend of the show, someone who's been a uh, well-respected figure in the fighting game community for the last 25 years. Uh, a gentleman whom you can find on Twitter at RayBladeX, R-A-Y-B-L-A-D-E-X. Originally from the Northwest area, currently residing uh, in Hawaii. 
Uh, very, very unfortunate. Approximately five days ago, his main living area uh, burned down. As yeah. horrible as that sounds. Now, the good, the not good news, but the positive news in this is he's okay, not hurt. Family's okay. There is a chunk of the house left that's, you know, the, the bulk of the house is fine. But in terms of himself, 80% plus of all of his community gaming equipment, uh, personal possessions, beyond the entertainment aspect, his clothing, actual necessities. If there are those sitting at home that are like, well, it's just entertainment, it's just games. Well, beyond that, his everyday living goods, he lost the overwhelming majority. So with all of that said, if one wants to toss a few bucks his way, uh, give positive well wishes, uh, he has a GoFundMe, which has been set up. You can look him up by way of Raymond Teruya Jr. Raymond, just like it sounds, T-E-R-U-Y-A-J-R, Raymond Teruya Jr. And his online tags are usually Ray Blade X. So I want to sh- shout that out there. Uh, he's safe. And things should be back to more normalcy within about six months. Uh, but anything you can send his way for necessities uh, is greatly appreciated yeah and you know and and like i said to him um you know i mean it's 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 at first it feels weird to say like man i'm sorry about how much stuff you lost right you know because the important thing is that you're okay and your family's okay right and and nobody got hurt and and like that you know but but there is like that i mean it's stuff right and we we gotta be careful Mm -hmm. about not getting too attached to our stuff but that stuff is still meaningful and especially when something like this happens like that stuff can be the difference between you just sitting around and dwelling on what's happened or you getting get your mind off of it and things like that. And so, you know, I I try not to put more value than I should on, on my game collection, but if I suddenly lost all of it, like, that would be, like, an emotional and mental, you know, hit. And so just to have, like, all that stuff that is there and that, helps keep us sane in this world and helps give us things to, you know, outlets for, for when we need it, like to lose all of that can be really hard. Oh, absolutely. I'm not even going to fake it. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to say what I was going to say because people will be calling the crisis hotline on me, but yeah, it's, uh, (laughs) it's no joke. You know, people say it's, it is, it's true. You know, it's just things. It's their, their non-living, non-breathing things, non necessities but let me tell you with rare exception you know i bet the overwhelming majority of the bulk of people in one's life have hobbies or into collecting things or you know and and it's it's kind of what helps or representative of a person or you know uh yeah it's just uh, yeah i don't have to get into it but yeah it's it means a lot it has meaning it you know it helps you get through the days from day to day you know especially if you can't get out or if there's crummy weather or there's crazy stuff going on uh and then in this particular case it's not just about him he does a lot uh in the community helps setting up events gatherings and sharing his passion for gaming uh with others yep but uh, with all of that said, I don't know where to dive in. You know, this is a non-traditional June 
in gaming where once again there's no more E3 or as I like to call it right now no 3 can we have can we have E3 back you re- now I'm going to be I, this is a very <clears throat> serious question do you really mean those words in yeah, its current I, state I I, I like is it Look. because things are too I don't want to put words in your mouth are you saying that right now because things are so fragmented and not as much of a one-stop shop I, so I, I think it comes from a few, a few different points like from a work-wise like that week was hell but you always knew once that week was over it was over and you were past mm-hmm. things and things got mm-hmm. back to normal whereas now it's like okay this this this, this day we got to do this thing and this day we got to do this thing and then next week we got this and the week after we got this and that kind of thing but from right. like a like an excitement standpoint, it's it's just like I think one of the good parts about having E three and having everything in that one week was like okay if if the Xbox show was terrible, you knew the next day you had Nintendo and PlayStation, you know, and if PlayStation was terrible, well at least maybe Xbox was a really good show, and if Nintendo was terrible, maybe the other two were good, and then you had. Square Enix doing something, and back in the day, Bethesda doing something, and this company doing something, and then that week there'd be news and announcements, and oh look, the TurboGrafx 16 Mini was announced, that's really exciting, and oh, this game got revealed, and stuff like that. Whereas now it's just like, because companies are doing things on their own, they don't need to bring it as hard, I think, as they had to before. You know, because like I think in the in the everything going on in, during E3, if Konami had a bad show, that looked bad on Konami because everybody else were doing other big things. You know, whereas now, like if a company has a bad show, then it's just everybody forgets it and moves on. But I feel like so many of these things, like Summer Games Fest was okay, the Xbox Showcase was okay. Play to play was okay. You know, like, I feel like we've had a lot of okay things, but just none of that real excitement. And when everything's, you know, so far apart and split up, like, a, a bad show just feels bad for a while. Whereas before, there was a bad show, in 12 hours, it'd be something else going on. Right. But yeah, you know, I kind of miss, I kind of miss when. When there was that week of craziness and you knew it would be fun no matter what because somebody would bring something to the show that would be interesting. When was the... Okay. What year was the most recent year in which we had E3? 2019. Wow. Okay, so here's the next question. Do you think E3 will return or is it dead? No, it's dead. Oh, you think it's there, like? I mean, because because the 2019, right? Going to that show, um, you had God was PlayStation still there? Or was that the year PlayStation was gone? Because um, EA had already separated out to be its own EA Play thing. Mm-hmm. Xbox was not actually in E3; it was separate. Wow, it was the Microsoft. Wow, thing. that's right. So they had that. You were starting to see a lot more just empty spaces on the show floor mm. at E3. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I think I think the problem is is yeah, for us it's not as exciting, but for companies it's much easier now because you know, like Sony can do a state of play and say that's it, right? Like they don't have to have a big showcase because maybe the games aren't ready yet. Maybe they don't have anything to sh- that really want to show at this point. So they could they could have that in July, in August, in September, in October, whenever, you know, like companies can go at their own pace. They don't have to rush things to show them off at E3. They don't have to plan their announcements around one week in the year. They can do things when they want, when they're ready to do them. So I think companies, there's just, and, and it doesn't, they don't have the insane costs. And I will tell you, as somebody in the industry, um, as much as they suck sometimes, uh, preview events held over Parsec are getting to be a big, big deal. And I think rather than having a bunch of media and influencers fly out to a certain location and do something, you're going to have more and more things than over Parsec. I mean, Oz has a big stuff, like a Call of Duty will still bring people out and stuff like that. But um, I just think there's less and less reason for companies to need E3. And I, I think the only way E3 survives is it becomes a public event. And mm. companies aren't going to really want that. And the media is not going right. to really want that. And we've right. already got multiple PAXs during the year for that. So. I, I- Shockingly, I don't know how I forgot about PAX. I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, the next big one would be Gamescom. Yeah, Gamescom's big. Um, and then, Tokyo ironically, Show, maybe. I was just going to say, does, in a weird way, does TGS on paper become the big show again like it once was in the early 90s? Yeah, I don't know, because TGS has been kind of sad lately, too. So I don't know, like... Every time I see, I hate to say this because you know I love Japan and I love all the Japan centric stuff. When we can't stop talking about it, but I got to be honest here, you know. Every time I see the TGS now, and maybe it's because you know we have footage of it now. The cameras are, you know, we see everything. There's nothing. We're not just seeing twenty photographs and print. You know, now we have unlimited footage. You know, I just it's just all like the. I better watch what I say because I'm gonna get in trouble here. It's all um. How do I put this? It, it seems like more of a cosplay dress-up event instead of a truly gaming-focused extravaganza. Well, the problem is, is and this, I think this is why you're not seeing it as much, is because TGS more and more and more is about mobile. The mobile is mm. just so big in Japan that even when I was going back and... God, what was the last TGS I went to? It's been a long time. I don't know if it's 16 or 17, maybe 16. Um, even back then, like, there, you could tell how much room the mobile stuff was starting to take up. And so, mm. the thing with that, too, is I don't know, um, like, mobile companies, because you have the really, really big guys, right? Mm-hmm. But I think outside of them, you don't have a lot of, like, medium sized companies I, I don't think i could be wrong about that but so i don't know how how interested mobile companies are in like getting booths and inviting people to see their games you know because there's not the importance on that as there is the console kind of space in the handheld space so i think the problem too mm. with, with tgs is that just by the nature of the beast at this point it's going to be 
a majority of the games there will be mobile games. Mm, that's sad. So it won't even mean much to us anyway. Um, mm. But yeah, because what was happening to E3 in 18, 2018, 2019 was what I saw happening to TGS a handful of years earlier. But speaking of mobile, I just want to give you a friendly reminder and to have you been saving your pennies? Have you come close to saving about 110 grand yet? For for uh oh. For what? <laughs> what 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 am I what am I buying? Cause <laughs> I know your addiction as of late, you don't want to confess to everyone. I know you've been on that Diablo Immortal. Oh, yeah, I know you want to. Ma- I know you want to max out everything. He got me. <laughs> he got me. My Diablo Immortal. It's this. Is this you the game? Is this a game back years ago where um, they announced it on stage and people booed? And I guy, think so. I was like, "You all have mobile phones, don't you?" Yes. Yeah. Was that I, this game? I, I have. Yeah, I think I have to be very. Yeah, it came out a couple weeks ago. I have to be very honest. I. I'm shooting it straight now. Diablo is a hell of an addicting game. Like the real one? Yeah, it's just it's just instant gratification. It's fun. You level up. There is an increase in challenge. There's a lot to do. It's just that magical. It's just it just hits right. Now, with all of that said and all the controversy going on right now, you know, I, I may sound like an idiot. Not to go off on this t- side road, but you know, I am I have high hopes for Diablo 4, but I had to stick that joke in there because it's topical right now. Allegedly someone did the math, so now I'm taking this as accurate. I haven't done it myself. But if you want to fully max out and achieve everything that's possible in the game at a more rapid rate to do everything, it costs about a hundred. It was like a hundred ten thousand dollars. And then someone conversely did the math. What would that take if you did it without spending any extra money and how long that would take in man hours? Most likely, allegedly, 10 years. Now, see, you could take that hundred thousand dollars, you could get. <laughs> Half of the outfits for DOA five. <laughs> Which one would you get more value? Out of? I don't know. Um, uh, but Kotaku Kotaku says that uh, Diablo Mortal is far too good to be free, Anthony. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, mm. yeah, and I had heard something about the game where, like, God, what did I hear? There was something where, like, you, you, you. If you played it for too long every day, that it actually um and this I know this isn't anything new in, in mobile I think games, yeah, I but think if you I played know it what you're for too say. long every day that that like you would make less and less progress in the game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's something weird. I th- yeah, I yes, something odd like that. Yeah. It it uses it's like I don't know if the right term would be mathematician, but is it Every evil practice that goes to like, and I'm this isn't really a joke. I'm sure there's a chart or a list, you know, on how to create such a work, so to speak. It literally does every trick in the book. It's just, isn't it weird? Like, look, there's there's a lot of predatory things going on with free to play games, right? There's a mm-hmm. lot of questionable things. 
with that. Mm-hmm. But isn't it like, I mean, weird isn't the right word, but like, you look at free to play games on consoles, and there's still some semblance of of reality to them, right? right? Like, I play Apex Legends almost every day. It's a free to play game. I I buy characters that makes sense i maybe spend every now and then a little bit of money for the for the loot boxes that makes sense maybe you buy the battle pass maybe you don't buy it you know i bought the battle pass once and i've always beaten it enough to earn money for the next one you know so that all makes sense right but like i'm never playing apex and there's just the absolute scummy things of like Right. If you want to use this character, you gotta you gotta like craft this item for two hours in order to use her. Or if you know you you can't use Mirage too many times a day, or else you know you'll you'll lose XP. Like it's like you look at the mobile market and it's just so scummy, and it you feel bad because the reality is the mobile market is where the majority of casual players are, and so we're giving. We're giving the worst experiences to the players who are least capable of handling those experiences. Right. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, it's really It's gross. horrible. But, uh, yeah, so we got, yeah, TGS, uh, Turn and Mobile, uh, these, you know, E3 may be a distant memory. Now, with that said, there's there were over a dozen shows, as I alluded to earlier, Um I'll say a whole bunch of words and then I will will go in reverse, you know, in no particular order. You know, Xbox had its showcase, Bethesda, yep. Street Fighter 6 got announced. Mm. Starfield Journey was shown. I'm just mm. uh, we touched base on Diablo 4 already. It still seems to be multi-platform. Overwatch 2 Fall 2022 beta uh making an appearance Wait, 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 wait. To, no, to be clear, to be clear, to be clear. Uh the the beta is July. Oh. Early access is October. Well, I, can't, I, can't early access. I can't I can't keep up with all that. Well, okay, it's 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 early access because <laughs> they haven't finished half of the game. So it's 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 an wow. early access in October. Anyway. Um finally fans got their wish. Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and P5R getting a re-release. A switch? <laughs> How again? Again, I've I've said this to Anthony like hundred times now. How funny! How funny uh, that our 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 Persona Three Portable and Persona Four Golden console ports get announced and revealed for the first time on Xbox of all. Look, things. totally a money play. Totally, you know, obviously there had to be some dollar signs behind the scenes, but I will say this and I mean this sincerely, Molly and I I still say they're coming to Switch. I because <clears throat> Okay, Go ahead, go ahead. I've got a big butt here. The, here's the thing. Uh, look, the Captain Obvious is the Switch to portable, right? And the hardware can handle those titles, right? Okay. But we're beyond that because if that's the case, they would have been announced. I still say, what was it, 12 or 18 months ago when Atlas started testing the waters, in my opinion, with Catherine, uh, now 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, and I think I feel like I'm forgetting something. 
Oh, they did put the P5 strikers for whatever that's worth <laughs> on there. Yeah. So they... They're opening those gateways slowly but surely, and you still will see as recently as a couple weeks ago, like Atlas will still send out those surveys, whether it be on Twitter or to one's email saying, you know, would you like to see more titles on Switch or what would you like to see on Switch? And, you know, obviously you get those responses from people like, you know, just, you know, all the Persona games, just dump your whole damn catalog on Switch. So, I mean, they're not deaf and they have eyeballs. I still take the stance that those are coming to switch but it is insane that in many people's minds those titles which are catered and laser sighted for more handheld market get announced for the big gargantuan big daddy pc type console in xbox okay okay anthony i've i've got your answer here i i know why they haven't been announced for Switch yet. Oh. Because, because, if, and I'm not saying Nintendo wouldn't do this because Nintendo would absolutely do this, but if Nintendo told Atlas, don't announce the Switch versions yet because we're going to have a Nintendo Direct and you can announce yes. it. Yes. Right? Yes. If they do that, that's lame. Right? I think that, okay, I'll let you finish. Because, I think that's okay. what's going to happen. So, but, yep. I think... They get announced on Nintendo Direct, but we're getting every Persona for Switch. Persona 1, <laughs> Persona 2, Innocent Sin, Eternal Punishment, P3P, P4G, P5R. We get them all. I, so that means all of the Nintendo fans need to wear dark pants when listening to that show because they're well it's two things they either got to wear the darks or they got to have their pitchforks gasoline and and matches ready because i just like it's I going just, one way or the other i feel like you can't at this point like if if it's just be lame if you only announce these three games for switch later i mean that I would think, be so I awesome feel like, it, i feel like you have to have something else in there and right, something special for the Nintendo crowd that's been so desperate. Yeah, and given how big the push to bring a lot of like retro Japanese games to Switch has been, right. And I'm, I'm not even saying like I don't. I'm not saying remakes. I'm not saying remakes. I'm just saying like sure, yeah, even good, maybe a couple little quality of the, life the, changes. But the, yeah, like the, the PS One, the PS Two, or excuse me, PS One. Yeah, yeah the, the PSP yeah. versions of those games. <clears throat> you bring those to Switch, and you announce those together with these so that switch is the place the only place at this point where you can play the entire persona saga like you do that that justifies why this hasn't been announced yet because if all they do is wait to announce this on a nintendo show that's lame Mm -hmm. but they have to come there there's like I know Atlas is dumb at times in terms of their decisions, but it's really, really dumb if you don't bring these to the best-selling console currently. Right. But you do bring them, as much as I love the platform, you do bring them to to Xbox. Well, Nintendo fans 
weren't the only ones left uh, empty-handed uh, in terms of their peanut butter and uh, chocolate combination, or PB&J, so to speak, with Persona and Switch consoles. But coming through next, Hideo Kojima's new project got announced for the platform of which you would most suspect? <laughs> I, I do mean, have a question about this. I mean, let's be fair. This, this started <laughs> off as a, as a Google Stadia game, so... Oh, it did? Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, that, that's, that's the rumor. That's the rumor, is that? Because well, we, we, we just found out, we just found out today that... Um, oh, God. Uh, the, the quarry... The, the the new game for yeah. people who made Un- yeah. Until Dawn and stuff like that, and then that that crazy game from um, Rick and Morty guy, uh, High on Life. Those those two games were also Stadia games that then got dropped when Google decided to they weren't making games anymore. So mm-hmm. the rumor's always been that this was a a Stadia project because it's a big cloud thing. So, oh. so as crazy as Xbox is, this is a huge step up in quality from where this game could have been before. Right. Wow. That, but that, that effing traitor, that effing traitor Hideo Kojima. Well, he has. It's he always has been de- defecated on his fans. <laughs> How dare he? You know what I'm gonna do? Well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm he's gonna start a, a petition to, to get this guy oh, shut down. Someone might have beat you to that. Can yeah. you believe that? Oh, we have to, we have to read. We have to read this. Go ahead, go ahead. While I find the petition. It, so beyond all of that, <clears throat> we've only scratched the surface on those. But Cap Capcom, one of my all time favorites, had a show, and I do legitimately think. You know, there was a lot of there was a lot of decent news in there. I'll I'll start off with the weird. You know, there's a title they've shown now, I think for the second time. And I watched it and I'm like, you know, this looks pretty cool. It's like really weird. It's a little bit out there. Kind of seems like it might be Capcom's take on like an Overwatch, but from a third-person perspective with some zaniness, that Capcom flavor. And I'm talking about Exoprimal. And so I'm like, you know what? This looks pretty darn cool. I watched another clip, and I sat down, and I watched 12 minutes of it. And at the end of that 12 minutes, I'm just like... I don't know, like, what's going on here? Because are they holding back on what to show to spread it out and to leave you wanting more? Or correct me if I'm wrong, Molly. All I saw was just shooting at waves of dinosaurs, and that was it. Yeah, it's it's really hard to get a read on what this game is. Um, so I don't know, like, I, I feel nothing towards it. Like I know one of my coworkers is very excited for it, but um Yeah. But it, it kind of in a way too reminds me of uh Lost Planet, the multiplayer stuff in that game. Yeah, okay. Okay. So I'm glad this is why we do the show, because I don't have to explain certain things to you. So Yes, Exoprimal was like Lost Planet 
What's the this what might be? That, what was that game that was like Lost Planet's multiplayer broken off into its own game? Oh God! Oh, God. Um, what was that game? Um, what? Jeez. Oh, well, what, what was that two D beat 'em up? The, the robot one. It's on the Capcom collection. You know, it was like taking that, and I it's I Cyber can't remember Box? the name. Well, and that too, yeah. So it's like that's the fire. Oh, yeah, it's oh, like, oh it's no, like, um, 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 yeah. Cheese. I'm just saying, you know, take a little. Like, if you're making a recipe, it's like take one sprinkle of that. Cyberbots, a little bit of Overwatch, a uh, Lost Planet. You know, you take all this, and then like the craziness of like dinosaurs. You know, is this something like, or is their mindset like, you know, is this something something that may click with? people because they like dinosaurs or the craziness of it or the t- you know like will this become like a meme or internet type thing that spreads i mean i'm just i'm just spitballing here but uh, it was it was e- uh ex troopers by the way is the yeah name the game. oh okay the, the one that was like it was basically lost planets multiplayer broken off um so it's okay so it's funny because uh so lost planet 2 right and I'm not saying mm. this is a direct correlation, but I'm just I'm just making like a mental roadmap here because Lost Planet Two took a little bit of inspiration from um, Monster Hunter because there were parts in that that I don't remember being the original. Maybe they were, but there were parts in that where like suddenly there were these bigger creatures that you could go after. Um, and like you could climb on them and you had a grappling hook and stuff like that. So I feel like and I'm not going to say Dino Crisis too because I don't know this is any connection to Dino Crisis, but I, I feel like there's this weird in between land between, um, like Capcom's more sci-fi games mm-hmm. and and then Capcom's Monster Hunter stuff. Where they like want to merge those two together, kind of, and then also make a multiplayer. Like I, I said, I know EX Troopers wasn't necessarily that, but EX Troopers was this really weird side game that tried to do the multiplayer stuff in a different way. So I, I feel like Capcom has been taking a few chances like this before, and I know the previous stuff hasn't really worked out, uh, you know, too well. But I feel like there's somebody at Capcom who keeps wanting to make. Like those kind of games, like tech I, I, plus, I, mod, but dinosaurs plus. I, I agree, and here's the thing: I don't want to. Um, I'm grateful for being able to see something that's different, or maybe thinking yeah. a bit outside the box, because we always complain about sequelitis and not being able to take as many chances anymore. But simultaneously, talking out of the other end of my mouth, when I look at something like that, because you and I have a little bit insider knowledge in the past of people we've known or people who've actually been in the industry and how tough it is to... Now, I know this is all Capcom where they develop and publish. They have the ability to do both. But but you look at certain titles that get passed around or trying to get you know Sony to help fund it or Microsoft or Nintendo... And I look at this, which I'm still, you know, I'm not saying it's bad because it had my interest, but now, you know, but if you really look at it, it's got, it leaves you with a lot of questions. And when I look at that game, I ask myself, how did this get greenlit? 
You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I... I, I and, and, we, and we don't know enough yet. I, I'm being unfair because no one's touched it yet. We've only seen... But I'm just saying, like, you know how it is. Like you look, It's like someone had to greenlight that and fund it. It's also weird to me because... I'm not saying they're anywhere close to the same game, but you've got, like, Pragmata coming up from Capcom. That's kind of like a near future with a guy in a robot suit, you know? And it, it's it's just like... I think when when they first revealed this, it's like, wait, is this Pragmata? You know, um, I mean, to be fair, one of my favorite eras of Capcom was the eight and sixteen bit era, where yes. they had just tons of weirdo games. Yes, you I, know, and I so I, yes, I'm always up for Capcom making weirdo games, but it feels weird for this Capcom to be making this game. Agreed, and yes, so one hundred percent agree. <laughs> I love that old era of Capcom. But you know what's crazy is that I see the same thing you do. Except with these 3D developed with, you know, fully realized modern titles. This title also gives me the feeling of that transitional era that you and I have talked about multiple times. Around 2010 when Capcom was trying to transition from. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that, it kind of feel like that? This feels very much like a, a Capcom PS3 game. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, not the reason not, not to spend too much time on that, but I figured it was something unique and different because here's the deal. The other things we're about to mention are kind of slam dunks, and I'm going to give you the floor. And one of these games I've actually completed, which I know you haven't touched yet, but RE2 Remake, RE3 Remake, RE7, mm-hmm. all updated for free PlayStation 5 versions, yep. Xbox Series X. S P C by way of patch. The, the the bad part is um you're not you're not playing these games with ray tracing on and a good frame rate. So the the good and the bad is that those those options feel like when them mid gen refresh consoles come, boy, these games are gonna be sweet to play. Don't say that, please. But for <laughs> but for now um, but no, you know, I actually like if companies do that more, if companies make their games more future proof, I'm happy for that. Do, um, but, I'm with you. Do, do you know what my fear is for the mid? Do you want my gut take here? I'm not cringing. Uh, and, you know, we're in such tough times now financially, so I shouldn't even be talking like this, but it's not even it's not even the money on spending on a new console that's got me cringing. That's not the problem. I have put so much effort and tweaking into my PS5 that, God forbid, I do not want to do this again. I I changed the plates. I have a brand new uh, internal solid-state drive that cost an arm and a leg. I have a high-end external drive that's of the same speed to house PS4 and play that content with no lag, like no lag and load. It's literally matches the internal drive. No joke. I'm embarrassed to tell you those two drives alone at what I spent literally doubles the price of my PS5. Like I, I don't want to. Do I mean, that hey, again I, 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 I bought the one terabyte card for my Xbox, and that was not cheap. So. Um, but but hey, the good part is by the time the PS5 Pro comes out, 
the the PS5 will still not be available, so you can sell yours for a high price. Do, do you want to know how sick I am with this because of the effort I put into? I have a typed up sheet in my PS5 box with all of the serials and what I <laughs> when I ordered it and what I paid. I'm not kidding you. A running total, no joke. In case if I ever, you know, because you can't predict the future. Right. If I ever sell it or someone looks at it, I literally have it all logged on a sheet because there's no way I remember it all. But uh, so anyway, they had they had that, and then um, I'm going to give you the floor a little bit on this. A game that I did complete, of which you haven't uh, gotten into yet. I got like two Resident hours, two hours into it. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Re Village. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you played it? Yeah, uh, I said about two hours or so into it. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't think you touched it. No, I mean, yeah. Um, so basically, what what Anthony is referring to is the fact that. RE Village, um, aka Resident Evil 8, is getting a third-person mode, and I am so happy about that, because I hate first-person in my Resident Evil. Uh, no offense to the games, I think, you know, RE 7 was not a game for me, but it was a very important game to the franchise the series. I completely respect that, but having the chance to play RE 8 in third person it's going to be super exciting and i am very uh, happy for that because i did get a few hours into it i was enjoying it but i just don't like i have not i'm trying to be careful here i have not to my knowledge played a horror game that is in first person that i've legitimately enjoyed unless that game was first and foremost a shooter. I'll make you laugh. Like I talked to a, a couple other people about RE Village, and this is so weird because the first hour I played that game, I just was having such trouble once again wrapping my head around RE being in first person, and <laughs> I was really like, oh, like, I did it again. Like, I'm having trouble with it. I'm not liking some things. I forced myself to stay with it, which is sometimes a rarity. And the irony in this whole thing is, I finished that game, and when it was all said and done, somehow I wound up liking it more than a lot of other people that I had talked to who played it. Now, mind you, this did not get, I didn't give it a 10 in my own personal. I want to make that very clear. But it was kind of weird how that worked. I, I don't know how to really fully express that, but you know, it got past a certain point. There's a couple things that I would have changed, but you know, um, I I enjoyed it. Well, I think too. Um, Village is much more an RE game than Seven was. Yes. Yeah. Seven was like, I mean, it's not like a bastardization of the franchise, but that was very mm -hmm. much a we made a horror game that has connections to Resident Evil, but was not meant necessarily to be a quote-unquote Resident Evil game in mm -hmm. every way. It was just meant to be a really good horror game. Um, but Resident Evil 8, or Village, very much feels much more like a we want to make a Resident Evil game taking some inspiration from what we do in N7. Did, I'm going to ask you a question because you might be better, uh, more knowledgeable on this. The uh, her name escapes me. The girl, um, 
Big Mama. Rose. Was it Rose? Oh, Rose. See, I don't know how much I should say because, you know... Yeah, hmm. I, I don't know because I, I, I think I was spoiled and didn't even know I was spoiled. Yeah. I guess I'll ask this. Uh, I, I know who it is, but also I'll word this in a way. Wh- whoever that character Rose is, mm-hmm. did they... Did they show her in action or any or how she may play, or my or no? I mean, she's got a gun. Oh, okay, because I predicted something. I didn't tell you. I think I told Neil because he I mean, she seems she seems to have superpowers of some. I mean, not oh, superpowers, I like predicted. Oh, I call, kind. I kind of called that then. Yeah. So, so to be clear, Resident Evil Village is getting a, an expansion, and it's been a long yeah. time coming. And so, it's going to have three pieces to it. It's going to have first per, or third, sorry, third person mode for the main game gonna have oh god what's it called shadows of rose yeah which is and i'm sorry if i'm spoiling anything because i don't even know i'm spoiling it uh it's it's set like 12 years after the main storyline in village Uh Uh and is based around ethan's daughter rose Mm. and then the third thing is that the mercenaries is getting chris redfield and Heisenberg, not the Breaking Bad type, and uh, Big Vampire <laughs> Mama. So, <laughs> yeah, Lady D. Yes. Yeah, so I'll pat myself on the back. There were two predictions I kind of had upon completing that game, and I was pretty spot on. You know, one of the things I predicted was I said I bet we see that character in third person in a sequel. And I gave, I had reasoning for this. I won't get into it. I actually had logic behind this. The only thing I did not predict, I did not predict that they would introduce third person for. I didn't think they'd do it for the main game itself. And I had a reason. But I mean, well, the the interesting question too now is um, so the Rose chapter is only third person. No, I'm not shocked. I'm not no shocked. Person. So does that mean? Because I I believe we're done with the Ethan Winters stuff. Yeah, um, I think so too. I felt that when I beat the, and it's not a sport. That was my feeling. So does that mean that RE9 is going back to third person? That's what I predicted. Or do they go crazy and have it be both? Uh, that's that's all yeah I, i'd say it's either gonna yeah definitely the first one or the option but my prediction was yeah i don't know if you want me to get into it and waste your time but yeah there's yeah when i saw rose at the end i knew it was going to go third person and i say that not just because of me looking at the character it had nothing to do with her looks or anything like that my logic was this ethan for the most part in first person, it's essentially you. Ethan right. arguably is not, you know, he's pretty plain Jane, right? Um, so I felt, you know, it's one of those things where that you're, you're, in, you're in the game and it's supposed to be you. And that kind of leaves it up, you know, the, uh, to, the, to the player. I'm, I'm losing my words because it's so late, so I apologize. But when I saw Rose, I'm like, okay, this is like a fully fleshed out character. There's a story behind it. I said, this is going to, I'll be shocked if it's not third person on the next one because you're seeing the character, the, the, the person in its entirety. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So 
But uh, that was that was very interesting and unexpected. In the span of one week, Capcom uh, just out and out shows us Ethan's face, and Respawn shows us Octane's face. So it's a lot of face <laughs> reveals uh, this week. But but we're 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 passing by the most important thing here, Anthony, and that is the fact that Kojima is betraying his loyal fans. Oh my god! <laughs> because he has been blinded by greed. And we, not just you, not just me, but everybody, we must help him come back to the winning side. <laughs> so please, I am begging you, share this petition everywhere. Is it still going? Oh, it's still going. Uh, this, is the one, this is the one logical thing said in this petition. Not everyone has good enough internet to stream games. That's, that's actually true. Not everyone has enough money to buy a new console or build a new PC. So please, Kojima, please don't leave us. Well, this is just for the one Can't project. Can't see Kojima's Kirk. Xbox exclusive game. Oh, 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 come on. Signed today. Wait a minute, but hold on. He's doing this one project for them, but that's not to say he doesn't have a couple things lined up elsewhere, correct? I mean, I mean it's just he, one. They had to literally come out on Twitter on the Kojima Productions account and you tell people that they weren't abandoning Sony. Oh, wow. Because people were so upset. Wow. About this. Whoa. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a, you, you got to understand Anthony, it's been a bad time for for Sony fans because Ooh. um was it uh Last of Us is going PC, Spider-Man's going PC, Kojima's making Xbox games. It's just, <laughs> it's just hell. Hell has broken out. Oh. Um, what, what, what is this game? What is this game, Anthony? What do, what do you think it is? Like, is it, is it because, I mean... The Kojima game? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I got no clue. <laughs> I got no... I mean, we had, I got no what freaking is it? clue that he needs to do in streaming that he can't do otherwise like is it is it just the power of like like is it like a big ai thing so he needs like some sort of big server farm to run the ai for the game um is it that he wants the game to look better than current consoles can look that's a that's an interesting uh take because i think you know i do think microsoft is the type of company that would pull the trigger on something like that to, well because you know microsoft what I mean? for years has been has been talking about the idea of using the cloud in combination right. with console games right for things like artificial intelligence or um, right world destructibility or something like that right uh-huh uh, it, it's you know what's gonna be it's gonna be like a you run your own convenience store game or something like that <laughs> yeah but like some crazy thing where every single product is rendered and modeled and every can can be opened and every food thing can be taken out and every individual grain of rice can be separated and stuff. And it's going to be crazy, realistic, running your own convenience store game. Have there been any rumors anymore of him working on a horror-related project anymore? Well, that's, okay, that's one of the rumors is that this might be that. What was it overdrive or something weird like that? Oh yeah. Yeah, that leak. Yeah, that's right. What if what if um Okay, so let's see. Let's see. What if it's a horror game 
but like every enemy in the game is a player and so your job is to like help the rest of the enemies like scare the main character or something i'm trying to think of like like what could you do in a horror game that hasn't been done before i don't know yeah i was almost gonna say what is it um God, why can't I? Th- I my mind is blanking right now. The one where you set the traps. Oh, uh, uh, well, in one version it was called Trapped, but uh, they did, did, um, they did Deception. Yeah. 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 Mm. What if you're like. No, but, Okay. Well, he, you what, know, what? he's so good at thinking outside the box, as weird as it can be. That's why I've got no guess. What if you. It's Silent Hill, but you're like the crew for silent hill and like to the player to the player they're just playing a silent hill game right but as the crew like you have to like help make everything rusty or clean up stuff to make when it goes back to the regular world or you have to <laughs> turn on the fog machine or you have to get, you have to get like the, the 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 monster dog ready to come out and jump in and like the the dog doesn't want to work today, and like you know, get him, convince him to like go chase the player. Like you're the you're the backstage crew on Silent Hill. <laughs> like you're actually like the game is like a play or like a haunted house, but the player doesn't know that. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Molly. <laughs> I have not been smoking anything. I I am not on any narcotics. I promise you. I'm just like speaking of of ideas here of of horror related stuff. Something that did get my attention that I spent some time looking at, but it was like it's like way early. It could change. I don't even know if it has a publisher, but I don't know if anyone listening uh, saw Rip Out. I have no idea that is. Yeah, I think it's PC only right now, mm. and it looks a lot. The visual, the art direction is very reminiscent of Doom Three. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it now. But um, <clears throat> I think it might, you know. Usually, I'm not really into the online only stuff, and you know, obviously, it's PC. But anyway, anyone uh, interested in seeing something that might be a bit unique? I thought Rip Out looked pretty cool. So real but, quick, uh, um, Street, since, we, since we kind of glossed over it, Street Fighter Six. Um, oh yeah, looks really neat. It's got like a hip hop street culture kind of vibe yes. to it. They they've shown off way more than I expected them to show at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, looking good. Uh, unfortunately, the entire roster pretty much leaked, <laughs> so right. we know every character that's coming. Well, except for like. I think we. I don't think we don't know two or three characters. Yeah, I think there's a couple, two or three, but the bulk, the bulk of at least the initial roster, has leaked. Yeah, um, and no, it's got will, a, yeah, it's got a new control scheme that makes things simpler. That again, Kotaku said was cheating. You know, because Kotaku in their headlines. is it still a six button layout? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, it's looking it's looking legitimately neat, and I'm excited for it, but. We've got a while to wait, so. Yeah, I got to tell you, uh, you know, Molly and I uh, are very picky when it comes to the art direction. We always bring up Arc System Works and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think we'll both agree in that 
SF6, right, uh, I'm really digging the look. And it finally takes place after Street Fighter 3. Right. It's taken a stupid amount of years to get to that point. Because for anybody who doesn't know, Street Fighter 4 took place before Street Fighter 3, and Street Fighter 5 took place before Street Fighter 3. I don't know, you know, I have to be, I don't know if I knew that about 5 for some reason. Yep. Maybe. Okay. Wow. Hmm. Well, you know, I think it looks great. Animation looks great. Uh, I do like a lot of the character design that I'm seeing so far. Um, Everything, this, even though it doesn't have like a cell shading or the art direction of, say, like a crazy arc system title... You remember how you and I were talking about certain games on PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X, like how certain, like the power of the system just brute forces its way, its way through or things look real strong? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I feel about SF6. Like it, it just, it just looks really solid. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but it is on PS4, so hopefully that doesn't keep it. Oh but, yeah, and it, but thankfully it's coming back to other platforms like Xbox. That's nice. Yeah, you know what else is interesting? It's using the RE engine. Yeah, which which also um uh uh oh Dragon's Dogma two, which just got announced. Yeah, is also using RE yeah. engine. Yeah. So we're curious to see how that works with an open world game like that. Yeah. Okay. So. so Limited run games. We're going to run through these. I'm going to ask you, uh, Anthony, uh, buy or not buy? Well, okay, this is just personal, so nothing against us. Is, okay, so. Yeah, so here, here are the announcements from, from Limited Run's game show uh, American Hero. No buy. No buy for me. Anniversary Collection. Uh, this is, sorry, Konami Anniversary Collection Arcade Classics. That, uh, short answer, no buy. Ugh. <sighs> Probably a buy because I'm dumb. Uh, um, I'll talk to you about that later off the air, not to waste your time. Do you own that? I own it digitally. Okay, I do. Okay, then I won't bore you. Okay, yeah. I do too. Yeah. Yep. But my my stupid thing about buying Switch retro collections. So, uh, bats, bloodsucker, anti terror squad. Negative. Negative. No, no buy. Bill and Ted's excellent retro collection. Uh, I thought it was really cool to see. I was never a fan of the Bill and Ted movies, but a lot of nostalgia made me think of NES era. I felt like there was going to be a fan base for it for me personally. Negative. Yeah, no, no buy for me. Um, Blade Runner Enhanced Edition. That one, okay, that one I'm definitely downloading. I think I may do a standard edition on Switch. That's what I'm, I've got go rolling around in my head. So I'm going to say yes on that one. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'd say be a maybe for now. <clears throat> Blossom Tale 2. Blossom Tale no, 2. No. No. No offense to the game, but no. Uh, a Boy and His Blob Retro Collection. Um, you know, this is tempting. I would actually only really want that probably for the... I'm assuming the NES version is on there. I think so. Um... I'm going to say no. The only way I would get that is if, like, randomly Best Buy, like, because some of those hit standard editions will hit Best Buy and are laying around for, like, 30 bucks. 
if it's one of those days where I've got money to burn and it's around town, I might pick it up. But I, I'm, I'm not going to go through the effort of pre-ordering and pre-paying that. So I'm going to say no. So the problem is, it's it's got two games on it. I'm not buying. I'm not. It's yeah, got I, I, NES game and the Game I, Boy game. I. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Well, now you're selling it to me. Wait a minute. What's on there again? So the Game Boy, the the NES game, and then the Game Boy game. Shoot. I, I can't, it's, it's, I can't, I can't buy a collection with two games on it. Get, get back to, uh, rain check on that. Get back to me on that. Get, get back to me on that. Um, so last year we had, uh, the, the, um, crazy announcement was Dracula X for Turbo CD, which mm-hmm. still is nowhere to be found. And as I was telling Anthony, I believe it's because the, uh, analog duo is nowhere to be found. Right. This year, our crazy uh, announcement was Kenji Ino's D for the 3DO. Oh, you took and my PC. thunder away. I was going to say that on all modern platforms for us New. to enjoy, right? New. See, I was excited for this because I was getting bits and pieces in the background. I wasn't watching it closely, and Molly was uh, sending me text messages. So I was very excited to hear that, but I did not realize it was currently 3DO only. Yeah. I mean, that is a real shocker. I mean, I'm happy that's for 3DO fans. I mean, thank I God mean, that, that PC version, because that's a hard sell. I Do you think, okay, it was announced for 3DO physically, right? Yeah. Do you think that's also going to make its way digitally to like PlayStation and Xbox and they just didn't say it? I mean, I can't, I cannot fathom. I cannot fathom. The problem is being on PC, maybe not. Is it on PC as well? well yeah, because it's 3D on PC. That, th- I, but the question I mean, is, as like, it stands, was, was, it a, was it originally on PC? I thought it was, but we're going okay, back well, so to it was. It was originally, so here's what's weird. It was originally, it was, it was, play, it was, it was 3DO, Saturn. Sega Saturn, PlayStation, MS-DOS. Why? Why are you doing a 3DO version? I don't know. When you can do a Saturn and PlayStation version, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, To answer that, as it stands right now, under the circumstances, it's unfortunately a no. It's a no. Yeah, and okay, so um, I was just gonna say this. I was literally just gonna say this as like I wanted this as a night night dive studio thing, and it is. So that's in 2016, Night Dive Studios, a company known for reviving neglected classics, re-released the MS-DOS port of D on Steam and, and good old games. Um, so yes, so it's absolutely not coming to anything else, I don't think. This is only 3D. Uh, but like, why? Uh, why? How many do you think, okay, realistically, how many do you think they're printing? 250, 500? If they can even it's print them gotta, that low? It's gotta be. Cause... There's no way they sell more than five. Do you think they could sell more than 500 of those? I, I'm willing to bet there are more Jaguar collectors right now than there are 3DO collectors. That print run's got to be under five. It's got to be 500 or under. That's a that's that's a weird decision, but yeah. Um, Death Wish Enforcers. No. Well, well, wait a minute. Time out. I think that's the one kind of neat, but yeah, that's the one that looked like a cross of uh, Sunset Riders and uh, Lethal Enforcers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, looks, I'll looks, say this. Looks really neat. I don't need it physically. I may, uh, yeah, you beat me to it. I may download it digitally. Yeah. Uh, Dodonpachi Resurrection. 
I would have been all over it, except that's the modified mobile version, not no. the old school. No. Oh, don't no. tell me this. Lie to it, me. This is, uh... It's no. the mobile. No. <laughs> no, it's it's the, uh, the claimed Xbox 3... It's based on the acclaimed Xbox 360 version. This is an absolute yes for me. What, what platform? Uh, Switch. Yeah, can you remind me? That's not <laughs> available right now, correct? On digital. That's a good question. Because if it is, it's not that I haven't downloaded it yet. Not because it's bad, but it's not what it's. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, we have to look into this. I don't know if this is one of the ones that came out. We, there's, we there's, have, there's a one or two that came out very recently. Correct. A few months ago. Uh, this is. If the site ever loads, it is. Uh, yes, it is on Switch right now. Oh, yeah. So that might be. I'll have to talk to you privately, and you'll have to convince me. But as of right now, personally, I'm going to say no. Well, let me be clear. Um, I am not saying it's not based on the Switch version. A um, a YouTuber who is hardcore about shooters is the one who I've heard from saying that it is not based on the mobile version. Yeah, and when I say that, I shouldn't say like it was bad. I guess this is what I'm getting at. If... Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure on that. Yeah, I'm leaning towards no. That's a yeah, absolute yes for me. Uh, Doom 64 on Xbox. Uh, that's funny, but I... Mm. Yeah, it's a no. Yeah. Uh, Doom Eternal on Switch. That one, if the timing is right, uh, I'm going to say yes. It's a no for me. Uh, Enclave HD. I had to uh, refresh my memory because I heard that name, and it it had been so long since I heard it. My answer is no, but I was was intrigued. No for me. Uh, Espagluda 2 on Switch. I'm leaning towards, uh, I want to say yes. That's a yes for me. Yeah. Any of those cave shooters are yeses for me, as long as they're good versions. Um, Frog Gun. No, I, no, no. Garden Story. <laughs> uh, I think it didn't look bad, but I'm going to say no. Yeah, look cute, but I don't need it physically. Uh, Glover for the N64. Oh my God, no hamburger helper. <laughs> no. Hey, he put out hamburger helper. Put out a hell of a, uh, a rap. Why is that? Co- why a vo- Why is that coming back? I don't know. That would be it was like a, a cheap reprint. License. You gotta be kidding! It was a cheap license. Uh, next is Punky Punky Skunk is coming next. Um, Come on. Uh, okay, so this Are one, we... this one's like probably a no. Are they paying you? But I'm a little tempted for this. Go uh, Go <laughs> Coco Polo 3D. Okay, see so that. Tempted because it is a 3DS release. I know. <clears throat> and I'm... I thought I thought I was safe and sound. Having Andro Dunos 2 be yep. the last 3DS release, and now this mm-hmm. thing coming up. I'm on the fence on this one. I'm on the fence. Yeah. Probably a no for me, but I'm going to say a maybe. Um, Lunark. You know what? Um, I, I don't think I'm going to buy it physically, but you know when I saw it, and it's by WayForward, and it, it totally looks like a new, like a shrunk down, like flashback with better animation, and I'm assuming better control. You know, I'm very interested. I'm going to wind up getting that. 
But I just don't. I don't know if I'm doing physical. I don't think I'm doing physical. Yeah. What did you think of that? Uh, I have no idea. I've never, never okay. played it. Never really. I don't know. Have I? Seen you never played Flashback? I know I played Flashback. This totally. It totally looked like. Am I thinking of the? Yeah, it yeah. Totally, no, you're right. You're right. It is. It, it, it looks neat. Yeah. But you remember I told you that weird tidbit. I'll tell it to all the listeners, and it was from an old retro gamer, and I, I can't. I I don't remember the whole Daisy Chain and how it got here. But I think Flashback originally <laughs> started out. It wanted to. It was supposed to be the Godfather. <laughs> what? <laughs> so what? Marlon Brando gets transported to an alien I... world and has to survive <laughs> fighting aliens. <laughs> I I can't. I know I can't be making that up. Like. I think they wanted to utilize the license, and then it was early development, and then something happened, and the license was lost, so they had to like redo everything. I think, you know, obviously the end product is is you know became a classic like sci fi. There, there's no way I'm pulling that out of my butt. I mean, to be fair I, to you, to be fair to you, the original Super Mario Brothers was based on the Watergate scandal, so you know, <laughs> it was gonna be a Watergate scandal game, and then they changed it. So. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so Lunar digitally, yes. Physical, probably not, no. Night Trap on PS5. Oh, my God, no. Why? <laughs> why do they keep releasing this garbage? Like, like look, the first release, like, I, yes. I've actually got it on, on Vita because it was such a yeah. weird release. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we don't need this. Um, God, I, I hate them saying uh, maybe on this one. Plumbers don't wear ties. Definitive no, d- don't. No, Molly, you have no idea what you're talking about. No. You have no idea what you are talking about right I now. I know. Neil has this trash, I think, on 3DO <laughs> or had it. You don't know what you're saying. It's just. It's, I mean, if you yeah, thought, I mean, I Night Trap is like Snatcher compared I, to I this. Know. <laughs> um, Power Slave uh, slash Exhumed. You know, I feel really bad for saying, though, because this is a really cool project. Um, A lot of love was put into it. (sighs) Okay, this is the victim of... I'll tell you what Power Slave is the victim of for me. It's the victim of having to cut. You know what I mean? Like, if if it was a different time and the market wasn't as... Like... Let's say Limited Run put out like three games a year or something crazy, and like this is one right. of them. Right. I'd buy it. It's, it's, I just you don't feel, th- You yeah. feel bad because on this list, this is one of the genuinely good games, right? But yes. It's, it's just one of those ones that you don't really need physically. It's it's a weird if you know different time, different place would definitely be a yes. But well, so my I'm a no on that. But what about you? I probably a it's, no, it, but I won't. Yeah. I won't say a hundred percent no. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of yeses, we've got Prize Fighter Remastered. Here's the weird thing. Oh God! No. <laughs> After he just yells at me for thinking no. about plumbers don't wear ties. You have to let me finish. <laughs> Here's the weird thing. Uh, <laughs> you totally jumbled me up. The Prize Fighter. Uh, what was the jet one? The Tomahawk? No, God, what was? Oh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sega CD. It was. The, so here's my, here's the, and you'll be proud of my final answer here. When I saw that, 
and it brought up those memories of that era of Sega CD where they got a couple of the FMV games right. I never got to uh, or Tomcat Alley. It just hit me. Oh yes, yes. Okay. Um, it it brings back memories of like oh like some of the magazines were kind of like you know finally we got some FMV titles that were a little bit more interactive. They had a good look, uh, much better than stuff like Night Trap and Ground Zero Texas and all that you know uh, Crip Killer or whatever it was. But there's a couple problems here. You know, the nostalgia in that is like, wow, that's pretty cool. But but it's still trash. (laughs) So that's, I mean, I know this sounds harsh. It's like a really cool nostalgia thing if you live through that Sega CD era and you remember the marketing and the little bit of buzz those had at the time, you know, actually weren't too bad of a take. I mean, on and it that. had some legit actors in it too. I, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I know. So I'm. I'm I know. I, I'm sounding like I'm cold. Here's the problem, and I have a lot of stuff right now that's sitting in the closet or for display. This thing is such a total nostalgia piece or something to put on display, but you will never play that crap. So cool for a fleeting moment but it's a no i want to see so uh a a a copy on sega cd currently is going for 16 dollars complete if you paid 16 bucks put that on your shelf you get more value out of it than you would buying this wow uh and then next coming next year from them to run games is uh the remastered edition of Crisscross Make My Video. So, oh my God, I thought you were being serious. There. <laughs> Holy moly! Uh, Rendering Ranger R two. Okay, now that one, <clears throat> that one this I could see myself. Right? That, that one I could see myself getting a standard edition on Switch because I, uh, because I have oh, that this- god. Yeah, keep going. No, go ahead. Go. No, go. Go. go ahead. Oh yeah, because it's it's kind of a pseudo turk, you know. With the, you know between me owning Gunlord and then I have that crazy expensive uh, Turkin set coming from Germany, which I've been waiting two years for. Rendering Ranger, I could see getting a standard edition up for like thirty five bucks for me. If I was more of a Super Nintendo person, I would totally get the the Super Nintendo release cartridge. Uh-huh. Probably, I don't know. So here's here's my problem is, and I've talked about this before, but like. There's been a number of of Mega Drive re-releases recently, which is really neat. But I hate, I hate, and I know I could easily fix this myself, but I hate that they never... And and look, look, people, companies, Sega will whore out anything they own (laughs) for a cheap price to you, okay? (coughs) They will get, they will give you the PDFs of the logos and the fonts and things like that. If you buy them a couple cheeseburgers, okay, <laughs> just just do it so that you can make the packaging look like legitimate Genesis uh. or Mega Drive packaging. So I don't have those stupid like where where it would say Genesis on the side and the red bar where it says like limited run now. Like I hate that stuff so much. That's one of the main reasons I don't buy any of these Genesis games that have been coming out. Um, so, like, it's, to me, the interesting part here is the Super Nintendo version that we're getting. That's by far the most interesting part of this. But 
like I said, like, I just don't want that, like, cheapo packaging, like, on my shelf. Like, if they put a little more effort into it, that'd be one thing, but they don't. Uh, so that's a no for me, probably. River City <laughs> Girls... R- River, <laughs> River City Girls 2. Um, you know, this is so weird because I spent a million dollars on the uh, River City Girls zero, 0 set. But I'm going to sound like a complete idiot. I, I don't have a complete... River City Girls collection. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I do have regret. You know what I regret? I regret missing the physical of the first one. Mm-hmm. I do have it digitally. On this one, I'm leaning towards yes. But I, but here's the thing. With my yes there, I'm going to clarify. I can't do another set like I did for the that River City Girls Zero when I ordered in January, which I still haven't gotten. Let me tell you something. I spent more on that than I, I mean, really, I I can't do that again for, uh, if I do, it's probably going to be a standard edition. Yeah. I mean, what about you? No. No no dice, huh? I, I, look, gameplay wise, I really liked the first game, but the problem I had with it, and, and I was originally going to try to review it and I ended up not because I, I felt like. I had personal issues with the game. Like, the problem I have with it is that it's a really neat game, but it feels like... If this makes sense, it feels like it was made to be a Saturday morning cartoon. Oh, yeah, I I could... uh, Like, there's so many... If you go back and look at kind of like... like, There's so many... if If you look at Japanese street culture and kind of Japanese punk culture... And I'm totally spacing on the word right now, but like the kind of the, the the girl punks that are out there, um, there's a huge, really interesting, really cool culture around that, mm-hmm. around the outfits, around like the motorcycles, around just the everything, you know. Um, you could do something so cool with the idea of like a river city girls game if you're making a new one and i feel like they just made it like cute and bubbly and and like we want this to be as uh characters that you would see on like a saturday morning cartoon and that the kids would love and that's why i just really didn't like the game because i think there's some there's so many really awesome things they could have done with it and they went in a direction that i just hated Mm. And that's part of the reason why I was really excited for River City Girls Zero and didn't get it because they added that kind of garbage like <laughs> into the game when it never existed before. Mm. So that's a hard mm. Mm. Uh Shantae. Uh here's the deal on that. <clears throat> I wish I I would love to have those games physically in a complete set. Right. This is going to be kind of the same thing as the Power Slave yep. thing. You know, I <clears throat> I have, you know, I have so many of them on 3DS. I have like a physical one on PS4 and all that. I just can't do it again. Yeah. The, the, this do, do the, f- this is cool if you've gotten all the games so far. Right. Um, Correct. You cannot afford yeah. to get the games at this point. Yeah, I I it's an aw- let me make this clear for it's an awesome series if you're like a Wonder Boy type fan or 
you like those type of side-scrolling action-adventure titles, Shantae is awesome. So this isn't one of those where we're kind of knocking it or feel it's not right. worth it. We just, it just can't do it. Yep. Uh, Skeletak. No, to no, I can't yeah. even. Rem- I don't remember yeah. it. Shadowrun trilogy. You know, I was, I was interested in that originally when it was first announced. Just more for, I never owned it, but I remember it being talked about a lot on the PC days in the nineties. So I was like, you know what, this could be really cool. And I thought, but you know, I took a closer look at it, watching it play. I wasn't nuts about the art direction, which I originally thought at glance I thought looked pretty cool. But like when I actually sat down and really took a good look at it, if I ever wind up getting these, it will be digitally on yeah. sale. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm curious about the games. I'll probably never yeah. get to play them. Yeah. Um, but if I did, I'd just get digitally. That's fine. Spider Sars. <laughs> no, no, that's it. I don't know. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah, it it's it looks it looks it looks like whatever. I mean I don't feel anything towards it, so no. Uh Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic two for Switch and PC. The, well, see now I've caused this problem for myself. Oh, don't ask me why, but my short answer is gonna be yes. Mm. Well, I, I did this to myself because I got the first one and now you know. Now you have to now you have to get the second <laughs> one, don't you? That's how they get you. That's a yeah. no for, no no for me. Easy easy no. Um mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Well, I, I can answer that. That has gotta be a yes for me because I pre ordered a standard copy for Switch today. Anthony's getting it because he really wants that personal pan pizza. <laughs> You can just you can just buy the pizza and it'll be cheaper, Anthony. You can just, just do that. Um, I like I I don't want to. Given that I was just critical of this game in my review, I don't want to be too harsh on it. Um, oh, I mean it's a good game. It's a really good game. They're gonna be they're gonna be petitioning you yeah. as if you were Kojima. But uh, I just I just don't need a physical. I don't need a physical oh. copy of this. So. I'm going to get canceled <laughs> uh, because those, those, I was going to say mangy turtles, but he never said You mangy. are not invited to any more pizza parties. Yeah. Tetris Effect Connected. Uh, I think it's an awesome thing, um, but I'm going to say no, but that I could totally, well, I guess I should, I should clarify. Is that online only? I don't think so. Yeah, it can't be because what would be because Tetris Connected is essentially Tetris. Are you thinking of? Uh, you might be thinking of Tetris ninety nine, which is the battle. Yeah, well, no, I no, but I know, but this is the one that is essentially a mutation of the one that was on PS four a few years ago. Correct. Yeah, yeah, this is the one from uh, Effect. Yeah, Tetris Effect. What, no, I, I mean, what, I'll what's say his this name. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, the music-infused one. Um, I, I would say totally, totally worth it. Uh, I, I just don't think I'm... I have a PS4 physical copy. I just don't think I'm doing it again. But for someone who missed it or, or 
wants to give it a I shot, guess, I, I do. Yeah, I guess up. the question is, I don't know enough about connected the connected version. I don't to either. Know how much online stuff is? Um, great, it's a great game, fantastic game. Don't need it physically. Mm-hmm. Finally, Undermine. Oh, that's a quick no. Yeah. There you go. Those are the announcements. As we uh, still wait for Dracula X, which is nobody be saying. Hey, let me ask you this, uh, Miss Party Pooper, uh, Turtles Party Pooper. Are are you going to be downloading or giving a shot to the TMNT Cowabunga collection no. when that comes out? It, oh I, boy. Wait. Oh, okay. Boy. Wait. 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 Cowabunga. I thought we were friends after Cowabunga all this time. Cowabunga collection. What are we, it's what are literally we... every. It's literally it every everything? TMNT. Yeah. Yeah. Is that physically? Is that physical? Yeah. It's going to be both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I. I was just curious. I was just asking for a friend. Okay. Okay. All right. So, arcade game. Okay. Charles and Time arcade game. Sure. TMNT NES garbage. Uh, <laughs> TMNT Turtles Two NES. Don't need it. Turtles there's three, three things. Uh, there's three things it. on there essentially. What I feel is yeah. Keep going. Tournament Fighters NES. No. Um. <laughs> Turtles in Time. That's a that's a thumbs up. For whatever, yeah, sure, okay. That's a yes. Okay, Nintendo Boy. Uh, well, Tur- no, and Hyperstone Heist. Tournament Fighters, Super Nintendo. Sure, that's fine. Uh, for a Hyperstone moment, Heist, for an evening. Sure. Okay. Yes. The problem. The problem. The problem is. Oh. Look. As much. Haterade. As much haterade as I have dumped on, supposedly. <laughs> On Shredder's like Shredder's Revenge, playing Shredder's Revenge makes it really hard to go back to any of these games. Right, because I I I, I get that angle. Yep. And like, God, you're hoping Boy. for something more like Diablo Immortal. Like Game, Game Game Boy Turtles games, I don't care. I don't know. Like this is one of those collections. Like it's it's weird because some collections I'm like, yeah, I want it on Switch, right? <coughs> This is one of those collections where, like, you know what? I'd rather just play these games on the original platforms. Well, I don't know. Well, I'll say this for those listening, and I'm just giving Molly a hard time. I, I, I was legitimately curious, but you don't have to worry. Santa won't be getting it for you. Um, I will say this for collectors or people out there who just want the experience. Let me put it to you this way. For the $39.99 for a physical copy of a licensed series that I can tell you, I'm not going to say, like, oh, it's going to be out two weeks and it's gone. You know, it's probably going to be on shelves for a little while. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, once that license is done, you ain't seeing this again, especially with Konami. And here's how I look at it. Now, Molly is accurate. Those NES games, am I going to play them? I'm going to pop them on once or twice. I'll probably play them four minutes, okay? But legitimately, I will play Turtles in Time, Hyperstone Heist, and I'll mess around with Tournament Fighters a little bit. That's realistic. I look at it this way. For 40 bucks, if I ever had the bug up my backside... If I were to try to buy TMNT Turtles in Time again on SNES oh, yeah. alone, sure. that's that's how you got to look at it. Or, and this is a different experience, I'm not knocking this, one up uh, the cabinets, did a turtle setup, which was totally awesome. But here's the thing. The difference in money, we're talking hundreds of dollars. So that's how I'm looking at it. So if you're even a little bit of a TMNT fan and you don't mind blowing 220s, even just for Turtles in Time and Hyperstone Heist, 
you've already more than made up for it. Now, I will be fair for those listening who may not be in the know. I was told, and I'm not trying to knock it. I'm just doing this to be honest. The only thing I dare say that will be missing from those games. I don't think you will hear the traditional TMNT theme. Because mm. for some weird reason, it had something to do with the license and the cost, which was interesting because I popped in Shredder's Revenge tonight. And I only played it about 10 minutes, and I am, I am enjoying it greatly. I love the detail. That did have, uh, while modernized, that did have the TMNT theme song. Featuring uh, Mr. Bungle's own Mike Patton. I didn't know that. So, so yeah, just to be fair, just so people aren't surprised, I don't think it's going to have that original tune, but those games for 40 bucks is more than worth the hundreds you'd have to down and find it probably for a loose cart. Now, okay, look, let me be fair here. So, especially because we just read through a list where we had two examples like Bill and Ted's Excellent Retro Collection and Buenos Blob Retro Collection, um, two collections where you get two games. Right. And those are probably going to cost 39.99. Sure. Right? 30 Yeah, let's be 34.99 6 bucks shipping okay, yeah, and I'm, 98. I'm sorry, I'm sorry 34 yeah. 34.99. 4, 42 bucks when it's all said and done. At best 29.99. But I'm assuming 34.99. Okay. This is for the money a fantastic collection. It also as opposed to so many other collections like we just saw the Valis collection, for example, mm-hmm. where it's like, here's three games when we mm-hmm. have a bunch more we could have given you. This is like, here's all the turtle games from that era that I, that yeah, I, that's... I know of, right? Right. This is very respectable collection. I personally might not care as much, but this is one of the better examples of how you do a classic collection. So Correct. I will not disparage it in any way in that regard right yeah so it, if you're interested at all it's a great collection on that level and let me see here we're at the uh yeah we, 100... so we, can, we can do ps plus later um there's a new yeah, ps we'll plus s- out there just real quick just real quick yeah. new ps plus launched um the 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 very very top tier you pay extra money you get classic games the classic game representation is incredibly poor right now. Please do not go for that yet. Let give it give it at least six months. See how things go. You know, um, maybe get better in, in the future, but don't go for that now. Um, otherwise, we lost a good chunk of PS3 games. It seems like, um, but you know, so far there's been some issues, but. If if you if you're a PlayStation person who's been really wanting a Game Pass equivalent, there right. are some pretty fantastic PS4 and PS5 games on this service. So you want to bump up to the middle middle tier? Go right ahead, do that, try it out, enjoy. Do not at all go to the top tier yet. I, I will say this real quick, and then I'll say I'll let, I'll give you the floor for the last two minutes. I'm gonna I'll pose a question to you, but on the PS Plus thing, from what I can tell. Just uh, to let people know, I have six months left on my my sixty dollars subscription. Right, so that's till January. So I have half a year. I'm going to throw this out there. If I decide, which I might do in the next month, if I go to the tippity top tier, 
I was shocked at how friendly the adjusted cost was. Excuse me, I'm being a pig here. 33 bucks. For six months? Yeah, so now obviously here's the deal. It will be on automatic renewal. So Uh once January hits, it would be a $120 hit, which is the standard price for the following year. But if I upgrade right now, and I took a photo to double check, if I upgrade tonight... It's like $33.20. I'm trying to think, like, what, what is the, the price difference between the lowest and the medium tiers? Um, doesn't say, of course. So I, I, I locked out because I got the chance to purchase and add to my account a year of PS Now. Mm-hmm. After Sony had actually shut that down, right. So my sixty bucks got me a year of the highest tier, which would be usually be a hundred and twenty dollars a year. Yeah, that's a hell of a deal. Okay, so 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 you you said you have six months left. Yeah, I mean, what it show? I took a photo. I'll show. Yeah, from what I understand, if I were to go to the tippy to top, which mm-hmm. I was thinking of. For right now, it would only it's adjusted and <clears throat> it would charge me thirty three dollars, which would get me till the end of my current plan first week of January. Right, because basically the tier you're at right now is ten dollars a month. The next yeah. higher up tier is fifteen dollars a month. Uh-huh. So yes, it's basically the five dollars a month for six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think that was bad. Yeah, but well, uh, I'll say this as we start to wrap up our. Summer of 2022 Games here, episode 51, 8th anniversary. Molly's just about ready to get on that plane going to Osaka. Can you believe that? We haven't gotten sick of each other yet. Eight years. June of 2014 was the first episode. I will say this in closing because there was so much to go over. We, We killed two hours talking about convenience stores, Slim Jim, Japan, TGS, the lack of E3, all the shows, Kojima going to get stabbed with pitchforks but there's one thing i want to give you the floor and i'm going to give you 60 seconds rapid fire i'm going to say one word and you go okay play date really neat piece of hardware um interesting games i i enjoy having it fit easily into a bag and i can take it with me wherever i go uh shamefully that my Two most excited, exciting games on the system so far are a version of Solitaire and a version of Yahtzee. Um, those wow. are those are my jams right now. I have not dug into the main games as much as I should have, in part because we've all heard the fact that the screen is not backlit. That is a problem. That is absolutely a problem. Uh, that has limited the amount of play I can do on it. But the other part is this screen is small. And if you are over the age of 35, like I am, there is a chance that uh, your vision ain't what it used to be. Mm, mm. And I was not ready for how hard it is to see games on the screen, especially because a lot of developers have uh, chosen to make... Because the screen's like... 400 by 240 or something like that 
Um, yeah, it's an odd, odd pixel size. Yeah, but a lot of developers have chosen to either pack a lot of detail into those pixels or use very small fonts. And mm. uh, if you are a child, that's going to be fine. If you are in an adult of a little bit older age, then you you honestly may find yourself having trouble playing games on this. And uh, I have, so I am mixed. Really, really neat piece of hardware. Really needs a backlight. Um, everybody who tells you it's fine in most places, that is not correct. It is not as bad as some people have said, but it is not as good as others have said. And the screen is small. Mm. In an era when um, we have gone from the Game Boy to the Game Boy Advance to DS with two screens to the PSP to the Vita to now Switch and the Steam Deck, you forget how small small screens can be. Right, you get spoiled. You get used to the you know over time. It seems yes. like it might be the same thing, but you you realize over time all those incremental steps add up. Yes, and and the lack of backlight combines with that to mm. make this uh, a, a little challenging. It, 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 I, I don't know that there's a solution, though, because you can't make the screen too much bigger um, because the device would get bigger, and then it would, it would lose its, right. its main purpose. So. Well, I'll say this. I want to thank Molly as we wrap up gvgp51 i want to remind everyone i haven't done this in a while shout out but uh check out some of her latest reviews and more at egmnow.com you can check her out on twitter at m-o-l-l-i-p-e-n that's molly pen i'm at 24 bit a-j-e also check out old episodes at radio.morningproject.com don't forget to hit that subscribe and leave us a review if it's five stars and once again, I want to thank everyone as we close out episode 51, entering year eight. I want to wish everyone a safe and healthy summer, get some good gaming in. And with that, on behalf of Molly and myself, Anthony, until next time.